We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Yeah, dude, it's like the A's are the best wild card team. But you know how baseball goes? Like when your team is slumping it feels like it's going to last forever. Like, it's way worse than when Steph can't hit a shot, you know? Um, because, like, baseball slumps last well, – it just it's – it's such a slower game, and they play so much more often. It feels like slumps last so much longer. Who's in a slump? Chapman. I don't know. They lost two in a row in the middle of a wild card race, and they're kind of, like, dwindling. You need to relax. You know, you know, they lost two in a row. Yeah, well, now they won't win 100 anymore. And I was a little disappointed about that. They're on their way to winning 100 games. Listen, I say that too. We know this, Sam. I was dying. We live with it. First off, I listened to a little. uh, So we were on the House of Strauss, and um, I listened to a little of it. They definitely cut the A's part out. Well, you know what happened? Um, Oh, you're Ethan. Yeah, he lost a mic. That's what happened. Oh, good point. Yeah, so I had to restart it. I forgot about that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like, so I'm not wearing a shirt. So for the for for those that are listening to the podcast, because it's so freaking hot, it's like ninety degrees in the middle of the night, and I'm like sitting on a chair, and I get up, and my skin is just stuck to it. Imagine that visual for the for the light years podcast listeners. This is what they come here for, Sam. Just do the ad read. 
<laughs> we don't have an ad read not yet we're good i think there is a uh there was a read to start the show so there'll be two and two two in the middle that we'll go to but where should we start where i'm, I'm we excited start man week? camp opens on monday does it really <sighs> you knew that don't act like such an asshole <laughs> um yeah it's like so i don't know i'm <laughs> I have some uh, some lines for you because I'm like curious on a bunch of players, and we have a bunch of questions. But I've now I've gone from very optimistic to now I'm just second guessing everything because I've had too much time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel. Like it's weird because like I keep going over the roster and I'm like, well, Steph and Dre will figure it out. And I'm like, well, Steph sprains his ankle for ten games, they're gonna go zero and ten. <laughs> like, I mean, it's and, true. and it's like, I know what the best case of this roster is. And like, it's, it's just a huge year for Steve Kerr for me. Steve Kerr got a coach this year, Sam. Yeah. yeah he better, he better figure some stuff out. It's cause... a, he, here's the thing. He can't, he's gotta be better in game. I'm actually less worried about his, like, his concepts, he needs to be better in game. He needs to be quicker with subs, less of this, let him figure it out shit. Like you can't just let Ma- you can't let McKinney, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson the third figure it out. You can let Steph figure it out. You can let Draymond figure it out. But you need like he needs to be a little more on top of the other guys. Yeah. His his uh, calling card the last few years is he creates a, a really good scheme, like probably the best in the league on both offense and defense. And then he allows the high IQ players to work within that scheme. Now he's too controlling with that scheme where he doesn't want to move around with it. But now it's the opposite where, Hey, he can create as great a scheme or, or strategy as he wants. I guarantee you, like you just said, Alfonso McKinney, Jordan Poole, Alec Burks, Willie Cauley Stein. These guys don't know how the hell to play basketball the right way. Right. So he's going to have to, they all have certain, a little bit. Yeah. They all have certain things they can do. That, like, if you have a really good coach, you can, like, okay, you get Glenn Robinson III to focus on defense and just hit, you know, corner threes type of thing, right? Like, am I saying he's going to be Trevor Ariza? No. But, like, can you give 15 minutes a game of doing that? Yeah, maybe. If you really coach him up and get him into it, right? Uh, But it's not like a situation where you have Andre Godala, who's going to be the smartest player on the court in every game he plays, and you're like... Andre, I just need you to get these guys. You know, it's it's a different situation. You you have to really put guys in positions to succeed. You have to really kind of you have to break the game down to more basic things for them. Like Willie Cauley Stein, yeah, he has all this physical potential, but it's like let's just get him to do two to three things well. You know, let's get him to rim run, get him to contest shots, occasionally switch. He didn't need to do much more than that. If he can do those things well, he's helping the team win. Like Glenn yeah. Robinson the third. If you're if you just bust your ass defensively and hit, you know, take catch and shoots at, or and move the ball, you can help the team. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. The moment I see um, Willie Cauley Stein have to get the ball mid post and make a backdoor pass, I know something went wrong. The moment I have to see Alec Burks have to bring the ball up and distribute and run off a screen and back cut again. I know something's gone wrong because now you're just fitting players who can't do that into a system that may work for Sean Livingston, Andre Godala and Zaza Pachulia, but it's not going to work for them. So yeah, I'm with you. 
Yeah. Let's get into some of these questions. Um, we'll do some questions, and then I got a bunch of kind of individual player stat projections for you, which I think are kind of important. Okay. Uh, but I want to start with our guy, Kev. Um, how did your immigrant parents react when they found out you weren't becoming a doctor, oh lawyer, God. or engineer? I'm going to let you go first. Oh, my God. Okay, so my, my parents were a little bit different from your stereotypical Asian parents that want – they would have been happy. My mom and dad would have been happy, uh, probably more happy if I had become an engineer, which looking back, Sam, I, I probably would have been an engineer if I had a choice. Uh, if I went back to college today, yeah, dude, um, I think we, I think we, we're like every immigrant child who didn't become a doctor, lawyer, engineer, sitting here going, "I was dumb." I should have yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I messed up. I, I would have been an engineer, and now I do sales. But so here's the thing: my mom didn't really care what I did. She just wanted me to like to do whatever. Uh, or just have good grades. My dad didn't definitely didn't care what I did. He just cared about me playing basketball and being happy. So he was just good at making me like really confident and, and doing stuff like that. Ooh, oh, what a catch! Um, <laughs> watching the the A's and the Angels, um, your A's. No, but he, my dad was really good at just making me super confident doing stuff. So that helps me in life, but it really didn't help me pick a career. So I thought I I thought I wow, could. Wow, you had white. You had white liberal parents. Dude, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You go to, but the problem is you go to like family dinners and stuff like that. Um, and they would say like, hey, Andy, what do you do? And I'm like, hey, I do sales or I'm a, I'm a blogger. I said that for a few years, right? It was just like, dude, what is that? What the fuck is a blogger? Yeah, when you think about some of the stuff you'd say at those family functions, you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. Really well, it's I didn't like, do that. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it is that. And then it's also like there's the, the – you know, you know how this one goes. It's the pressure of if you go and you don't have a girlfriend, right? And, and you're like however, however much age you are and it's like, well, all right. Now it's like – now you're just awkwardly sitting there. And in, in, Chinese, in, in Chinese culture, they give out like red envelopes. Um, and like you get to a certain point. You don't want to be like at a certain age and still getting red envelopes because you – because like – you're supposed to start handing out the red envelopes when you like have a girlfriend or when you're married. And so if you're still receiving them, that's usually a pretty bad sign if like you're in your thirties, et cetera. So I don't know how this became, I don't know how this became red envelopes, but, um, (laughs) but anyway, I became a blogger, uh, a writer and now we're podcasters. So damn, that's a great question. On my, on my front, I mean, I think there was parent denial till my thirties. Although my mom did mention to me like a Six months ago, I can still go back to school and get an engineering <laughs> degree. And I'm like, well, I'm 34. Like, let it go. Like, it's, it's more likely I'll, I'll go to, like, graduate school and get, like, a, an MBA or, or yeah. some, some, some postgraduate degree that can, like, help me be a little more specialized in what I do than that. So th- there's always a – there's a little bit of denial there and there's a little bit of um, I told you so. You know, there's a lot of, uh, they, they didn't give me that hard a time. Like I didn't like you, I didn't get the, uh, the hard line. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, you're kicked out of the house if you don't go to medical school, that type of, like, I didn't have any of that. Right. Yeah. There, well, there's like, there's also like, even if you don't get that, sometimes there's the pressure of like when you're a little kid or whatever, it's like, Oh, you should start doing this, this, and this. And it kind of leads you into becoming like a doctor, lawyer or something like a finance, like a, someone working in finance, whatever it is, just didn't have that. But Hey. Now we're, you know, sitting at home, 9 p.m. on a weekday, talking warriors, you know? It's better than coding. <laughs> yeah. 
right, back to the Warriors. Uh, I just wanted to get to that one before I forgot. I like this one from uh, Bobby Bobby Flavin. Um, he has some good questions. He's actually a really good follow. Um, do you think the organization believes they can win this year? If not, will they cap Steph's minutes? I have some thoughts on Spalletti. Go first. Well, who's the organization? Right. I, I think he's he's uh, saying basically like, do you think Myers, Lake, uh, like, how aggressive are I, I, they about winning this year? Well, I th- I think that's that's the that's the that's the question. It's like, well, we know that Joe Lake probably thinks that they can win the championship, and he's going to be aggressive regardless. And I think Bob Myers and Bob Myers in the middle, and I think Steve Kerr is going to try to manage expectations. And he even said like, hey, like this is going to be a different type of year. Right, this is not going to be a championship type of year, and I can guarantee you that someone like Joe Lacob listening to that is like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here!" Right? Like, it, it, I actually you don't. Still got I actually, I, I don't think Lacob's as bad as you think. I think he knows it's transitional. I don't think it's a bad thing. Though. I think he, I think he knows though. Like, they got D'Lo because they, quite frankly, the fact that they got an asset out of KD is, it still kind of boggles my mind because it, no one else has done that sort of thing when like a big superstar free agents left. Like Boston can, you know. Um, or sorry, not Boston. I'm like, you know, Cleveland didn't get anything out of LeBron going to the Lakers. Um, you just run down the list. The fact that they got D'Angelo Russell as a 23 year old All Star, and we can like debate if he's a real All Star or like what his true upside is. Like, he's still a good 23 year old player. Not that easy to get when you're over the cap, and like for them to do the favor, it's a it was a little unlikely. But, like, I think they all know the hard cap situation and um, just the fact that it's going to take a little time. Andy? I mean, uh, sorry, I was on on mute. There was silence going on. What I was going to say, I I think Lacob is okay with them taking a step back, but I do not think he's okay with them missing the playoffs. Like, I think the organizational point of view is let's see what we got. Let's see what clay looks like when he's back and let's make a playoff run. It's not like let's win 65 games. It's let's get to the playoffs and let's see what kind of noise we can make and then see where we go from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's, so, it's so tough. Cause it's like, well, you can't cap Steph's minutes. Like what's Steve current going to do in a, in a game where it's like, you know, maybe they're like 30 and 22 and, they're in if a they're five thirty and twenty two. They will manage Steph's minutes. I'm more concerned about them being twenty and twenty four. And you're like, okay, we can't let you know. Like, we gotta, we gotta hang around five hundred till Clay comes back. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? That's the tough part because I don't think you can manage it if they're twenty to twenty two or twenty two and twenty two. What you're gonna sit? You're gonna play Steph thirty four minutes when he could play thirty eight and they could win the game. Like four minutes is probably the difference between a, a win and a loss, or it could be. For for someone like Steph Curry, you yeah, can't I mean, manage that. And Kerr did mention they're going to stagger. They're going to make sure one of Steph or D'Lo are always on the floor. You know, like the same way the Rockets did with Harden and Chris Paul. And it makes sense. But some of these, like, some of these backup lineups are going to be, uh, Ooh. like, D'Lo, Willie. But then you got, like, Eric Paschal. Um <clears throat> You know, Glenn Robinson the third, Jordan Poole. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I know, I know D'Angelo Russell and Willie Cauley Stein can win versus a second unit, but that's assuming you have like average NBA play at the two through four. Yeah, and and they're relying a lot on 
Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of even want to say like they're relying too much on someone like D'Angelo Russell too. Cause it's like, nah, I disagree. I disagree with that. He carried a Nets team to the playoffs last year. And like, it was in the East, but like, Objectively, I think we gloss over the fact that Karis LeVert missed over half the year with that ankle injury. And uh, Dinwiddie missed 20 games. Like It was lot, in the East. I know, but a lot of those games he was carrying them, you're talking about lineups where Joe Harris was the second best player in his team. Joe Harris is a good player. Those bench lineups, there's going to be no Joe Harris. It's going to be Jordan Poole. Joe Harris is not in the same league as Draymond and Steph. My point okay. is, my point is, he can functionally help you. If you're counting on him to be the third best player on your team, you're probably not going deep in the playoffs, and we know that. But like, he can give you some some functional minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and by the time the playoffs come around, he'll be the fourth best player. So um, that'll be that'll be a different story. Um, all right, should we go next question? Yeah. Um, from Bansky, from our guy uh, with the Tampering Season podcast, Eddie. That's your that's your guy. By hey, the way. hey, oh, my guy. <laughs> um, how mad are you going to be when D'Lo emerges as the primary ball handler and Steph is playing the Corver role again? From one to Warriors Twitter, adding me whenever Kevin reply, Kevin KD replies to a tweet. Um, I've already kind of – I think D'Lo is going to handle the ball more than Steph for, for multiple reasons. One, Steph's better off ball than anyone. Um, two, Steph makes faster decisions. So just by proxy of Steph giving the ball up quicker, it's going to appear that Draymond and D'Lo handle it more. Like Steph doesn't, Steph doesn't pound the ball for 30 seconds to like show off like James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the only problem here is that if Steve Kerr doesn't make, like we were talking about earlier, an adjustment, if that is not working. If what D'Angelo oh, Russell is yeah. doing isn't working, and he, does, yeah, and he doesn't make an adjustment, which we have not really seen him do, that's a problem. Yeah, I will say the non-adjustment thing is kind of, the last two years he was basically focused on like get guys to the playoffs healthy and manage egos. Manage so, egos is the one. I think that I think the health thing's a bigger deal than than you're giving on. Like none of these dudes wanted to play in, in January, you know? Like they wanted to get up for eight games a year max. And then they wanted to get to the playoffs. So it'll be interesting. I think I think when it's humming, it's gonna feel like D'Lo and Steph are kind of it's going to feel like, um, you know, like kind of like Portland where like Damon, well, yeah. Damon and CJ are kind of flipping turns, but like ultimately the ball is in the better player's hand when it needs to be. Like that's when the Warriors are humming, that's what it's going to look like. Well, but there'll probably be yeah. some games where it's not. Well, yeah. And then Steph is a, is a better version of Dame and D'Lo is a worse version of CJ. And then Draymond's a better version of anything that Portland has um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a third player, I guess, or a quote unquote. Uh, third player uh, in, in terms of offense so um yeah makes sense all right actually i want to stop with the questions for a minute and let's go to these over unders Ooh, whoa 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 let me do an ad read um <laughs> okay by, by the by the way what over unders you got uh, uh where'd you find the over unders these are these are me created oh so, <laughs> okay you right, don't right, know right, them so actually i'm kind of curious how you're gonna <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, good. We'll do Harry's first. So Harry's Blue Wire. So a few of us on the show uses Harry's razors. I actually do. I shave like once every three days. Uh, Sam, you probably shave twice a day. But uh, so if you if you visit their website, you can check out all different sh- uh, shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great. And the travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go so list listeners of light years podcast can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your offer and let them know i sent you to help support the show all right so i got some over-unders for you because i i'm just fascinated by how this warrior team looks like we know what Steph and Draymond do, but they're doing it with player. They've been playing with the same core for over five years. Even if you throw KD into it, like they've had, they had uh, Iguodala for six years, they had Livingston for five years. They've been playing from, with Clay for eight years, seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a different team. Um, they're going to need more from Draymond offensively than they ever have. And so here's here's some questions for you. Okay. Draymond's career high is 14 points per game, and that was obviously 2000, the, the 73 1 season. Over under that this year. And just so you know, in the playoffs when KD was out, so the 11 games KD missed, I think he averaged 13 and a half. So he was basically on pace for the same. He was shooting less threes in the playoffs. Like his, his three kind of went away. 14 like, points? Yeah. The yeah, I'm gonna thing, go. I'm gonna go slightly over. Yeah, the funny thing with Draymond is like you're like I feel like he scores more than that. It's like no, he has some big scoring games, but then there's a lot of those games where Steph and Clay were going, and he's yeah. very cool with like getting eight points. You know? Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I'll go slightly over. I'll go like at fifteen. Um, it, it's just I, I think it's gonna be ugly fifteen though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be he shot A little bit of an efficiency drop, but yep. because someone has to get a bucket. And, so, you know, if it's not Steph, to, it's got to be him. It's got to be. It's got to be him and some of those shitty lineups that he's going to play in. It might just be him shooting, like, those weird fadeaway twos, right? Um, he's going to shoot a lot more threes. He's not going to shoot 38%. So I think he'll probably be a little bit better, maybe like 34, 35, maybe. But, yeah, I think he gets right above it. I think he gets to 15. I think he has a good year. I, I just uh, – I, I don't think – not having a contract year affects Draymond. Like I think a lot. Some people are worried about that, but I, I don't. I don't think that's, so. I think that's the interesting. Have the he looks days. like he looks like he's in good shape. Um, he looks <laughs> workout like, videos. Yeah, but he looks like he's in the same shape he was in the playoffs, and that's like a big thing. And we both know part mm-hmm. of the reason he got out of shape was he was pretty banged up the last two years. Like he got healthy in the second half of last year, but he had that toe issue. And that shoulder, the toe issue is really the big one because, like, if you can't work, if if your toe is giving you a problem, you can't do enough cardio to uh, to get yourself in like your top shape. And he was always kind of like, "I need to be in my top shape when it matters in the playoffs." So who cares? 
Um, the other Draymond one I have for you is... Well, what do you think? I think he's going to be right at it. I yeah. think, actually, he might be a little under. Mm. Um, I'll go under on that one. Okay. The other Draymond one, the most threes he ever took in a year was 4.2 attempts. By the way, guess what year? Was, it, same, was, it, was it the same year? Was it, it the same year? It was not. Year? Was it the year before? It was the year before. Oh, I mean, it could only be a, a couple of years. So yeah. interesting. What did, what did he? How many threes did he shoot the, the seventy three in season sixteen? I got uh, I got to pull 16. it up, but it's like marginally less. It's not like okay. I think it was like three point five, three point seven, something like that. Okay. Um, do you think he takes more threes this year? Four, four more than four threes. Um, I don't. I don't. It's a high number. Uh, four threes. I, I don't think he gets above it. Uh, I think he's. I think he's close. I, I think the thing for him is, is underrated fact here is I think the Warriors actually got more shooters than they had before. I mean, Clay's obviously out, but let's replace that with D'Lo, who's a decent shooter. But you know, they may play guys like um, they have more like guys Poole. who are comfortable taking shots. Yeah, but Burks, right? Even well, Glenn Robinson can't really shoot, but like maybe actually, he Stoneman. can shoot. Is the can thing. he though? Can he? He had one good year. This is a thirty-eight percent over the last four years. Yeah, I was looking at the number. I think he had a couple. The last couple were really bad. But hey, there are guys that want to shoot, right? So like, he's not going to be passing to Iguodala, who passes to Livingston, who passes it back to Draymond. So yeah, I mean, I think he scores more, but I don't think he shoots that many threes. I, I just I don't see it. But it'd be nice. I mean, we we see videos of him shooting threes. <laughs> it looks good. There's not much of a hitch in it. So. Yeah, my my thing is, I just want him to take taking rhythm ones when he feels like I just don't want him hesitating. Like four is a good number for him because it implies he takes enough to keep the defense honest. I'm kind of with you. He's not going to have that 39% from three year, uh, but give me like 34%. I'm cool with it because that implies he's hitting just enough. Yeah. 34 would be nice. That would be the one. All right. Now we're going to move on to, you know, the goat. <laughs> Steph. All right. So I got a few for Steph. Um, 402 threes. That's obviously the unanimous MVP year. No, no. He doesn't go over it. He'll probably that's shoot a more. Lot, that's a lot of. Yeah. That's over five a game, assuming you play. He played all the games. Yeah. 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 That's, the game, that, the games the aren't a bigger thing. Like, I'll be thrilled if he plays 72 games, which means he doesn't play 10. Um, and, yeah, like he, he would need to make almost six a game to beat that. Yeah. And well, he'll shoot more, right? That's just how the NBA is now. He'll shoot more threes than he probably did that season. Um, he'll, he'll make them at the same clip, right, usually in that 43 45% range. Um, but – yeah, I mean, we're talking counting stats. That's the thing. Like, I'd say he'd average more threes, but there's just no way that he beats those numbers. Because does he beat? I mean, um, so last year James Harden set the record for most three point attempts a game. <laughs> um, attempts. <laughs> yeah, uh, he actually had like the second or third most makes, just because he took so many. Exactly. Yeah, he took thirteen point two a game. My God, and Steph is like eleven, right? Like his highest is like eleven, isn't it? Like yeah, not, I'll pull up his exact highest, but you're right. I mean, he's never uh, been over 12. Um, uh, does Steph take more than 13.23s a game? I, I, I think he's at. I think he's at that number. I think he's somewhere That's around 13. I kind of. Yeah. I kind of don't think so. 
I'm going under. I think he's going to take more twos this year because I think the roster construct will get him run off the line. But instead of the old days when you get a run off the line, he just pass it to Clay or KD. He's like, screw this. Me taking a 15-foot runner is better than anything else we got going. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I think there's going to be more of a, uh, a, a less unselfish Steph Curry. Like, for example, here's a good thing. Last year, he set a record for threes a game. And a lot of that was because he was off ball more than ever last year. He took 11.7 attempts. Only 7.7 twos. So, I mean, just to put it in perspective, over 60% of his shots were from three. I think this year he'll be a little more like the normal where it's 50-50. Like, obviously, if the defense is going to give him the space, he'll take 23s. He doesn't care, you know? He's like, if you're going to let me get this sidestep three or this, you know, 25-footer off, I'm going to take it. But I think the good teams are going to kind of – they're going to do what the Spurs used to do, which was like, we're only going to give you six or seven of these attempts, but we're going to give you an open lane. And I think he's just going to – he's he's going to have a lot more mid-range jumpers this year. Mid-range – remember last year in the beginning of the season when Clay was shooting a ton of mid-range jumpers and well, KD did all season. Um, yeah, but KD's all season. God, that was bad. That was so annoying. Actually, I think we were doing podcasts saying how annoying it was. Good times. Yeah. Um, the last Steph one for you is free throw attempts. So Ooh. his his career high is 5.9 a game. But was that, that last season? No, that was two years ago, but he only played 51 games. Now, in the unanimous MVP year, he took 5.1 a game. What was the uh, playoff average uh, last season? Last year? Okay, in the games KD missed, so when it was like Steph focal point. Sure. Nine. Yeah, I was going to say over easily. Um, Yeah, nine. The thing with Steph taking free throws is he can get them, but I don't know that I want him to get eight to nine a game because I don't know that I want him to go through that, that physical abuse. You know, I'd rather him take some more floaters which are lower percentage than him because like nothing's higher percentage than Steph going to the line. Right. Um, I'd rather give up a little efficiency just for, you know, the body not being destroyed. But he's also flopping on these free throws. And I just don't know how much, um, how much contact that he's getting because it's almost, he's doing his own version of James Harden. And that's, I mean, he was definitely flopping in the playoffs. So, but I think a lot of that was, it's the playoffs. Like you, you got to do what you got to do to win. Is he going to be flopping like that versus um, maybe you know, the Pelicans if it's a close game on November twenty fourth? Maybe yeah. that might be a part of his game, which wouldn't be that great. By the way, Albert Pujols is still in the league. Did you know he's that? He's still Sam? not. He's not terrible either. He's not. Yeah, he's twenty three homers. Um, yeah. Well, for your Giants guys, that's a lot. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's I can't. Well, I can't even be mad at that. It's just, that's true. All right, here's um, a, here, here's a way to look at it. Okay, Damian Lillard. Dame Dame's more athletic than Steph, but I would say Dame's shot profile is pretty similar to Steph, right? Like he he kind of plays. He's he's the player who plays closest to like Steph. I'm not saying as good, just like same style, right? Yeah. The last three, the last four years, he's averaged almost seven free throw attempts a game. He's floated between six and seven. Like some years, it's over seven. Dame's some years a flopper. Um, 
So it makes sense. Do you think that's kind of what Steph's going to look like? He's going to be like six and a half, seven free throw attempts a game. Because like anything above seven is kind of where James Harden's status almost. I mean, there. Harden Harden's above ten, which is just <laughs> kind of like ridiculous. But like above seven is like the high free throw attempt guys, basically. Yeah. Well, it's just it, yes. Like I LeBron, think he gets over. LeBron lives at like seven to eight a game. KD's usually at seven to eight a game. So just like you know, th- those are guys who get to align without like yeah, they get to, they get to the whole absurd amount basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like, think about like Dame gets like one of those like, hey, I, I'll, 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 I'm coming off a screen. I kind of wait for the guy behind me to chase me, and then I jump backwards, and they get three free throws off that, right? Like. So they yeah. get one of those a game, basically, and then you get like one at the rim, and then you get some flops, and like I th- it and just it just, just adds if up. If you drive, you're gonna get a one to two yeah. off of just drives. Yeah. So like I, someone I think, rotates I think late, there. happens. All right, um, let's do Looney next. Looney last year only played 18 minutes a game. Kerr kind of mentioned he wanted Looney. He had to find a way to get him to 25 to 30 minutes a game. Wow. Um, which I get because Looney's one of the better pl- – like he's just a reliable player, right? But I don't see – do you think Looney gets 20, can get to 25 minutes a game? 25 is a lot. Yeah, I think he gets there though. I think you, you, he has to. He has to. And if he doesn't, that means he, his body can't make it, right? That just tells me that his hips are messed up, whatever it is. His body isn't made for the NBA game because – Or his body isn't I made mean, for more than you know the, the bench roll, basically. Yeah, it, it, essentially. And Looney's like 22, man. Like he's 22, 23. You have to be able to play 25 to 30 minutes. If you can't, then he's not underrated. Then that's just who he is, right? Like then he deserves that five million dollar contract. Right. Um, he should be playing that, and so I think he gets over well, that so, number. He so, should be. So my whole thing is, I feel like for him to get over twenty five minutes, he has to be able to play power forward. And for him to be able to play power Ooh. forward, he has to have an offensive game that's more than rim running. So, my my question for you is, do you think this is the year he actually like? Will he take two threes a game? Yeah. Uh, no, I think under. Um, but he should take at least one a game. Um, he, even, even the when mid-range, sh- I, I, I was cool going to say hitting the mid-range. Yep. The David Lee, the, the 15 yep. footer. David West. David West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So I, I think the threes no. But remember we saw him in the postseason. He was comfortable shooting a mid-range jump shot. It went in more often than not. So that shot and, looks And good. Strauss did mention he didn't think Looney didn't shoot because like – Kerr didn't allow him. He just thought like Looney didn't want. I mean, when you were playing next to KD, Steph, and Clay, you got to be a really big kind of dick to just start jacking, right? Like, so he just kind of did the other things. So now it'll be interesting to see, like, okay, in most lineups, like, yes, if Steph's open, pass to Steph, or if Delo's open, pass to him. But if they're not open, like, shoot the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, will it's not- he? Will he do it? I think he will. I think he's 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 a smart player too. The thing with Kavon is like I like Jordan Bell, but Jordan Bell never had the IQ. I think Kavon Looney kind of knows what he has. Um, I think that little aggression, right? I think they were saying he's running his own camp. Clay had a quote where he was surprised, like, "Hey, Kavon Looney's actually talking." So you know, I don't think he's going to average like you know fifteen, you know, eight, they sixteen, they don't, seventeen they don't points. Need him but to do that though, they need him you know. to. They need him to get like eight to ten points and. Yeah. Well, I think it may be a little more than that if you're going to play 25, 30 minutes. They might need a little more than eight points. Okay, yeah. I'll take 10, 
10 points in 25 minutes for Looney would be a very nice here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything more than that's, you know, like, hey, maybe he might be. Because, like, I, I don't know about you. I view Looney as, like, a really good rotation piece who helps you win. But, like, not a guy you build around. Like, he's, no, one, of, he's one of those no. guys that good teams have that non-good teams are like, I wish we had a Looney. I'm like, yeah, but you don't want Looney to be your star. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and it's also a good success story for the Warriors too. It's just on the on the broad level, on the development level, on yeah. the development level, because like who have they really you know developed well, right? Like it's not Patrick McCall, it's not Damian Jones, who they kind of they have they put a lot of stake in Damian Jones, man. Didn't work out, um, and then Jacob Evans doesn't look like he's going to work out. So now they've got a little, a little early on Jacob Evans. Come on, I mean it is a little early. You're he's being gonna, nice. He's he's going to play this year. He is going to play this year. That's I, I'm going to wait to. Um, I'm going to wait Whoa. to make my judgment on him until uh, until I see him play this year. But like, yeah, I mean, I get the skepticism. Yeah, I mean, if you're not doing well in summer league, I mean, geez, what what uh, what are we to expect? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to D'Lo here. It's my swim for you. Okay. So so well, let's dissect D'Angelo Russell's game. So like just. If I was to ask you, describe Delo's game. Well, he's got a little bit of like he's got a little bit of herky jerk where it's a little like start and stop. Um, he has a good floater game, like in between game, and then he sh- it seems like he shoots a lot of mid range shots. Um, I think the thing that's underrated about D'Angelo Russell is that he's a pretty good decision maker. Like he was a great passer at Ohio State. Um, oh, he was an pretty- excellent passer last year. Yeah, he's good, and I think that's his underrated skill because you think of him as a scorer first and a shooter. But he's good at those. I don't think he'll ever be great. But his great play, and maybe this is why Steve Kerr wants to play him on the ball a lot this season, is because he's going to be very good at picking his spots when to shoot, uh, when to drive and create, or when to just pass the ball to Steph, like stuff like that. Like I think he's really sharp. And he's only 23, so I think that's the part where it's like, you know, if he's 28, okay, fine. You probably should be smart doing that, but there's a lot of growth there to do. So I, I think that he's a – he might be like a real – and the Warriors don't have that. Like even if Clay was on the court, like they don't have that. So that that's like a very uh, – that's why I like D'Angelo on this team um, I think a lot more than 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 other people. Yeah, he he's definitely going to have his five for 20 nights. <laughs> we haven't really had a lot of that since Monte. But <laughs> – um, he's, uh, so he shoots the three at basically the same clip as Dame and, uh, Harden. I think Dame's a better shooter than him. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Harden is, but like one of those guys who percentage is about 37, but like in your mind, you think they're a better shooter than that because they seem to hit big shots. Um, but the big issue I have with D'Lo and the thing that's the thing that in my opinion if he's going to truly be a star, he either has to become a 40% three-point shooter or he has to get better inside. Because like we know he knows how to operate on the pick and roll. We know he know he's a good passer. But he led the NBA last year in jump shots. He doesn't get to the rim. He's not that explosive. And the question is, like, can he get easy buckets? So like in Steph's case, I mean, Steph's a great finisher – but he's also the greatest shooter of all time. So him taking threes are easy buckets. In Harden's case, in Dame's case, they get to the rim when they can't get their jumper working, right? 
I don't know what D'Lo does when he doesn't get his jumper working. So either he figures that out or it just kind of limits him to being one of those fringe all-star guys. I think that's I think that's where he'll end up to. Like I, I kind of think that's just where he's going to be. Um, and the, the other thing with that is he does have the potential because he's not small. He's not like Kyrie and Steph. Like he's yeah, in but that those guys have like the, the best touch in the league. R- yeah, right, right. But if he doesn't have that, which by the way, D'Angelo has decent touch. Um, he's also long though. D'Angelo's tall. He's like a six five. Yeah, you'd think he should be a better finisher. I guess one thing about finishing we should note is. Um, Steph didn't used to finish that well. Like he showed, he had flashy finishes, but the percentage wasn't that great. Yes, and then he got really good at it. Yep, and um, he's less flashy now, which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think he just kind of like he, he picks his spots better. So, so yeah. my question for you is: D'Lo last year was his career high from two. He shot forty-eight point two percent. Um, and generally, if you're a guard. Being over 50% from two puts you in the elite category. Like the only guards who are over 50% on the regular are Stephen Harden. Wade used to be. Um, You're and, saying he shot 48%? Yeah. Like Dame has got over 50 barely a couple times, just to put it in perspective. Because like we know guards, they just have to take a lot of tough twos, right? So my question is, do you think he'll get over that? And this is where I'm curious about Kerr because one thing the, the Warriors offense always been really good about is kind of uh, generating easy looks. Like part of Kerr's offense didn't make Steph a better shooter. It got Steph like five to six easier looks a game, which took him from superstar to MVP. Yeah. I mean, the, say what you want about Steve Kerr. He actually unlocked Steph um, more than anyone ever has. Um I mean, that's a hard question to answer. I, I don't know. Uh, the, thing I, the thing I'd like to say is, uh, I think you mentioned this earlier, the Nets, they had Jared Allen, right? Joe Harris, Karis LeVert played barely, right? Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. They had, what's that other guy's name? Stem, Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Damari Dem- De- Carroll played Demari powerful Carroll, over them. Jer- right. Jared Dudley. They kind of went with a four out, like, yeah. Good spacing, decent spacing. But now he gets to play with Steph Curry. So, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, 48%, 50%, like 50% being elite, that's tough. Basically, like, do you think he'll get, get better at getting to the – do you think he'll think get he, better inside? I think he gets better at everything. I think he gets better at everything. So, yes, I think it's better because he's playing next to Steph. Um, and it's not like it's a scrubs outside of that, right? It's Draymond, it's Looney. It's very smart players around him. So I think he's pretty much – Minus the small forward spot. Besides that, right? Besides that, until Clay comes back, but it almost feels like D'Angelo's put in the absolute right spot for him to become a better player. I, I think he knew that, and I think that's. It's not like why he came to the Warriors. He went to the Warriors because they offered him a max contract, and you always take the max contract. But like, part of me almost feels like he was probably like, "Oh, well, if I had a choice between choosing a max in Minnesota and my boy Cat or the Warriors, like it's not even close because I'm going to look really good playing with the Warriors. I'm going to get better playing with the Warriors." Um, so I, I think it's better doing everything. I just, it's, you know, but becoming elite, you know, with inside is, is tough, but no, he gets better. I, I think you'd agree with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm somewhere between, I, I don't want to put a number on it, it, but like my big thing with him is basically, I want to see him get better going to the rim. I want to see him get to the line more. Um, cause for a guy with that handle with, with like that size and you're right, he's pretty herky jerky. He's hardened without the explosion, but that lack of explosion is kind of a big deal. 
it's kind of yeah it's like it's somebody saying well he's kind of like steph curry but didn't shoot 45 percent from three he only shoots like 37 well well people say that all the time Let's be, <laughs> yeah they tell us like dames like steph and i'm like yeah he just shoots like 10 percent worse yeah or time. like somebody's like draymond it's like all right dude well the, draymond guards all five players so it's like kind of a big deal um kind of thing all so. right last couple questions on this one um all right anyone off the bench average double digits God, these are all so good. <laughs> um, I don't think so. But here's the thing: it have to be had Lo- to pick one. It, it would be Burks. I would. I was gonna pick Burks. Uh, I think he would because what's Burks there to do? He's there to do one thing: get buckets and get buckets. That's it. And Alex Burks is really good at scoring twenty-five points one game and then two points the next game. I used to be a very big uh, Utah Jazz hipster fan when they were coming up with uh, Derek Favors and Alec Burks and and Rubio and a lot of those guys. And I watched a lot, and it was just forever frustrating because some games will be like, oh, my God, he's explosive. He can get to the rim, and he can shoot. And then next game, he's just completely gone. It's like he's hungover, like still drunk or something. It's like, what is going on? So he's that type of player. Uh, I guess it's better now because he's not going to be – he's not going to have to play that many minutes, but he's inconsistent. But if you had to pick a guy – I mean, how old is Alec Burks? I don't think he's in his 30s, right? He's still in his 20s. So I think maybe he can make like a mini leap, you would think, in that system. Playing think, next to so, so my Steph, take but. for the Warriors is if, if Looney is the guy who averages double figures, they're going to win more games. Um, because if Looney is averaging double figures, that means Looney's playing 25-plus minutes. And if Looney's playing 25-plus minutes, that means he's figured something out that lets him play like, I don't know, five to eight minutes a game at the power forward spot, right? Like, mm, I like it's, that. it's not like he needs to like live at the power forward spot. Draymond can do that, right? I, I just need him to be able to hit enough open shots so that like, because they're going to play Willie 20-plus minutes, and they should because he, he's going to get a lot of points just off being an athlete, right? And apparently Kerr really likes most space 2.0. Um, Omari <laughs> Spellman. Trading camp hype videos are coming out. Actually, no Spellman videos yet, but soon. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, Looney, if Looney wants to play bigger minutes, he has to figure out how to play at the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who would he be playing next to, you think? You were saying Spellman, you think? Probably. I mean, that makes the most sense, right? Yeah, um, it does. I, I think that's the only, the only way, way you can play Looney next to um, Willie is if Looney becomes like a big time shooter. Yeah, can he make? Can he consistently make threes? Right, even Marcus Saul, you still you can't play him there. So, all yeah. right. I mean, before we go, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right, before we go on to the next one, I got I got one more. Um, let's do my bookie, Sam. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. <laughs> Unless you're watching the Raiders. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives. Running backs racing down the sidelines. I didn't, no one's didn't see that in the Raiders game. <laughs> uh, there's nothing else like the NFL. Nothing else like David Carr or Derek Carr uh, throwing five-yard passes. The Derek Waller, which is really good for my fantasy team, 13 catches. And there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you, no one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. So don't forget, betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. So I wouldn't be telling you guys this to bet on them if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. 
I did a five game parlay last week. Didn't 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 go well. If all your picks come you through, you go, no, not even close. I don't know why I did it. Only a couple dollars. But if they come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. So join now. My bookie will double your first deposit. So use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. All right. We got a, I got I got a couple more questions for you, okay? Yeah. Um, so there's five guys who are in year one or year two. God, this team got really young really quick. Um, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, uh, our guy Drew Sh- – I mean, uh, Alan Smiley each. Um, oh Jacob, Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman. Who yes. of those players do you think plays the most minutes this year? Who, like, because one of those guys is gonna find, like, personally, I think if multiple of those players are playing heavy rotation minutes, that's not good. But I think one of those guys has to be kind of a rotation player, and he doesn't have to be more than like the eighth man or anything like that, right? I am in love with one of those dudes has to be a rotation piece, right? I'm in love with Pascal or Pascal, whatever, however the hell you pronounce his name. I haven't seen much of him play. Um, I'm only you, going so off you, with what so you I've love read. the you love the idea. I love the idea, <laughs> and he's an older guy. I'm for not you, saying he's Draymond your... Green. I'm not saying right. Now his game doesn't look like Draymond at all. It doesn't. He's he has hops, right? So that's different. He's he's not explosive, but he can get up there. His jump shot's okay. Um, well, I more don't mil, know if he more can play. More, I mean, damn it, that would be nice. But his his shot's okay. Stylistically, um, not production wise. Yeah. I don't know if he can play defense. He looks like he's going to be too small to play defense. He looks like he's that like he looks like the tweener that Draymond was supposed to be. So I, I don't think he's quick I mean, enough Draymond's to guard threes. Pretty small. He just Draymond, Draymond's just an outlier. Like well, Draymond's just because, quick though. Yeah, but just because just because Draymond's six five and a half doesn't mean every six five and a half guy can be a power forward. No, and, and that's that's the issue with him as well. I, I just I, I think. I'm just going to – the idea of him being a smart player, which is what I'd assume playing for Villain over four years, and being able to hit a jump shot, I think he's going to be able to get on the floor. Like, And that's kind of the prototype of what Steve Kerr likes too. Um, and so like, hey, Jordan Poole is probably like the most talented guy, but like there are going to be weeks where Jordan Poole probably doesn't play. And and that's yeah. where like you know it, it, it comes into the – play for this question and that's so. okay if burks is anything now if burks isn't anything oh we, we it's getting it's getting spicy real quick marquise chris is gonna have to play the two oh, marquise chris is not making the team just to be clear <laughs> hey man you never know um what was i gonna say i'm looking at Paschal's measurements right now six six without shoes Six seven and a quarter inch in shoes. So he's basically that's Draymond right there. Well, well, okay, no, but what? About no, I mean, I'm just saying like height wise, just oh, okay. Uh, seven foot wingspan. Um, okay. Draymond's like seven two. Uh huh. And does that does that also show his instincts? Lower, <laughs> low, outside instincts. I mean, does that show? lower, lower body fat. I don't know what we're doing here anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't is, <laughs> I don't know. what we're doing. We're, we're officially the podcast of a lottery team, apparently. Uh. <laughs> so, that's like this is the type of stuff you do when your team is like 
not good. And okay, this this is a bad sign. We're we're pivoting away from this. Yeah, we're, let's let's stop. Let's stop. Back no to, more lower to, body back, fat. Back to Steph. <laughs> um, no, um, I guess I would go with him too. I actually think Jacob Evans will be productive. I think I don't know. He's a smart player. I think he'll. I think he'll play 15 minutes a game next to Steph or next to D'Lo. Whatever they claim about him being a point guard, like no, he just he he's one of those dudes who's high IQ enough to he's a ball mover. He's not a point guard. Yeah, and the problem with him is just like man, if he was like two inches taller, right? Well, if he's two inches that, taller, he goes 20 picks higher. Yeah, that's yeah. Because well, then everyone wants yeah, a guy who's yeah. six six can defend. Yeah, and knows how to he's just ball. too small because I don't even know if he can defend, and the fact that he's already he too can small, defend. But can I mean, he he's, he's, he's got limitations to who he can defend because of his size. If you can only defend ones and twos, it's like really not that great unless you're complete lockdown, right? And so it's like – I mean, Clay think, Thompson, think of it this way. Back. The Spurs get so much mileage out of these um, guys who can only guard ones and twos but like are kind of intelligent. Like George Hill. And obviously, George Hill is really good. But like – He was locked down. George Hill. Derek White, Bryn, well, Bryn Forbes is guarding one, but um, like there's just so many of them, and like quite frankly, I'm cool with the six four guy who can potentially play defense next to Steph or D'Lo for this year. You're not going to win a title with that, but you can probably win some games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. You're count, you're, I mean, you're I'm, I'm painting. Through. I'm painting the best case scenario. By the way, the A's just hit into a double play with the bases loaded. Yeah, I watched it. It was pretty shitty. <laughs> I like that you had no sh- no hitch in your voice. You just kept going talking about Jacob Evans, I'm, like I'm a true mo- professional. <laughs> here's the, here's the last, or I got two more, I guess. Spurs last. Okay, so most people who think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs, like uh, our friend Ethan, his article basically implied most people in the league assume the Warriors are going to make the playoffs because of the Warriors, basically showing Kerr and the organization and staff a bunch of respect, right? Um, and they, they basically showed them what we like consider Spurs respect, right? Okay. Um, so the question is the Spurs ranked, I mean, Spurs ranked 19th in defense last year. They made the playoffs though. Do the Warriors rank 19th in defense or better? Dude, they have a chance to rank 30th in defense. No. Yeah, I disagree with you here. They're going to rank the bottom five teams are teams that have completely – All right, all right. I'm the being bottom, dramatic. The bottom like dramatic. five to eight teams are like teams who are so checked out. They could – I don't think they're better than 19. I think they're at that number, 20. I give you that. They, their, their path to the playoffs involves being like top five to eight offense and like – below average but not egregious on defense yeah look look like they'll make the playoffs like we were saying this on the house of strauss they'll make the playoffs if Stefan draymond plays 70 games yes easily right and they'll have a top five offense if Stefan draymond play you know 70 games and you know if, if draymond plays 70 games with looney yeah they'll have a defense that's just good enough you know to be to be a winning they'll team have, they'll have lineups that are good but like the overall roster means the defense isn't good yeah yeah so you know, yeah, all that being said, yeah, they'll be there. I think they'll be there. I think that respect is there. But, you know, that respect was there because Tim Duncan never really missed games. Tony Parker, Mariano Ginobili, those guys played all the time. And so that's the same goes for these Warriors. Yeah, if they're playing, they'll be there. But 
Steph Curry is also more injury prone than all of those Spurs guys. Same with Draymond Green. Yeah, it's easy. Um, it's easy to be healthy when you're seven one. Yeah, and Duncan, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And, and like he's able to play to like he's forty plus. I mean, even with Tony Parker, he, you know, he's gone now and he got he got injured at the end. But those guys were playing through it. I mean, sorry, those, those guys teams. Were those teams are also deeper than this current Warriors team. This mm-hmm. Warriors team's a lot of. This Warriors team's banking a lot on the Kerr mojo. Yep. And, I mean, those Spurs teams didn't have the upside that the Warriors had, right, when they had KD, and that's kind of the give and take. So, Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think? Like, I, I, they'll be at that range. I think they'll make the playoffs. I just – I really don't like the way they built this roster out. I, I think I want to keep reiterating this, and now that we're a week away, I just – I really don't like – like, I love the D'Angelo trade. I just I think they overcorrected. They picked up too many guys that could like maybe play offense and for sure can't play defense. And I'm just a guy that I'm more gonna be get a guy that can play defense. You can mask enough offense with guys like Steph, guys like D'Angelo. Then why you talk trash about my guy Marcus Smart? Because <laughs> he's a fucking Boston Celtic. You know, you know the players I like. You know I like white centers that can pass. And you know I like players that play good defense. Like you know this, you know I just can't admit it. Sometimes you know it's love of the fame. I can't admit to to you, like, the rules my brand. The, the only difference between you and LeBron James is no, <laughs> there isn't a billion dollar sports <laughs> empire behind you trying to make you look good. You know that's that's kind of sad, but yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> um, but so, so l- let me ask you this then: Let's camp's about to open. What do you consider a good year? And by that I mean like things happening, not like record and seed. Damn, that's a dude. You are like full of. You should have had just a mailbag. You asking the questions. <laughs> um, no, but I mean that. That's seriously like that. I think a good year is. I think it really is, D'Angelo. I think all of this kind of depends on. D, now, some of it's Kevon Looney. You want him to take a step as well, but a lot of it's D'Angelo for more reasons than one. If D'Angelo takes a step and becomes a real star then you have a team that's legit. He's on a max contract. Maybe you can make the Western Conference Finals. Maybe you win a championship. But on top of that, what if you can trade him? Because now he's a star. What if you can get someone else? I don't what know. Maybe you Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Who, Bradley Beal would be the perfect fit, right, for the Warriors. Perfect fit. You know who would be um, the real perfect fit? Well. Kevin Durant. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say Giannis. Yes, Kevin Durant was the perfect fit, is the perfect fit. Um, that's why they were the greatest team of all time uh, in 16-17. Uh, but I, I think it's dependent on that and your thoughts. It, to me, it's all D'Angelo, both the present and the future, because so much of it falls on how good he can be. Okay. D'Lo would be my number one. So, one, I want to see him. T- I, th- this is how far into it I am. I assume... Dilo is going to take a little bit of a step, mm-hmm. even if it's a five percent step. Like, be just a little better at getting to the rim. That's enough for me from last year. Um, second, I think they need Looney and Willie to be productive in some role. And then beyond that, for me, this is a successful year if one of the three vets minimum guys they got. So I'm talking about. Paschal, or sorry, um, McKinney, Glenn Robinson the third, or Burks. One of those three looks like a competent rotation piece, and one of the young guys looks like a player. Give me mm-hmm. like Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, 
one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the other ones look like they're promising enough that maybe a year or so they could be a rotation. I, I don't need any of these guys to be starters. I need them to be guys that like in a year we feel they can well they can at least play in a rotation. Yeah. How long did it take Kevon Looney to get there, right? You know, it took him like three years. Yeah, that's um, that's a problem with the Spurs analogy. Even if you look at the Spurs, DeJounte Murray didn't play one year. Yep. Derek yep. White didn't play a year. This is why I'm not ready to write off Jacob Evans, although like I'm the upside's not amazing or anything. Maybe in year two he like my best case for him is he's like a third or fourth guard, you know? Like I'm not like, like I don't have some like delusions that he's gonna be good. He's gonna be like some sort of star or anything, but like I'll take I'll take what I can get at that pick, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also like you look at a team like Denver, which which I really like. We we did their over under uh, a few weeks back. Like Monty Morris is really good. Why can't the Warriors develop someone like Monty Morris? Like he's really fun. He's a scorer, and he's kind of the same size as Jacob Evans. He probably doesn't play much defense, but it's like. Denver's really good at developing those players. Malik, Be- Malik Beasley, right? And, and some of those guys, some of those uh, late rounders that they've gotten in undrafted players. So um, I'm disappointed that Warriors haven't been able to do that outside of Kevon Looney. So it'd be nice to see them maybe get someone there. They're definitely hyping Smiley Geach way too much. Um, what yeah, but it, we, didn't even right? do, we didn't even talk about him because we both know he's not playing this year. Yeah, maybe not for another two years, so... All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we're going to record after day one of camp when we have actual content instead of me creating fake over-unders. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. I'm really fucking excited. All right, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.